Hello and welcome to the D&D 420 podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better dungeon master. I'm your host, Eric M. Hunter, and I am a struggling game master trying to figure out how to tell a better story. Joining me shortly is Jimmy Shields. He is the creator of D&D 420 and an avid D&D fan with over 30 years of experience. We dive right back into your Reddit questions. Uh, We talk about growing monsters, uh, depending on the level of your characters. And again, people just trying to do something that the spell is just not meant to do. Just stop it. Just stop it. Have you been playing D&D? I've been playing D&D. Not today. I haven't played any D&D like today. No. But I tell you what we are going to do today. What are we going to do today? We are going to we're going to talk about D&D because I have questions from the subreddit D&D oh, right on over is at that what reddit.com. You wanted, that's what you wanted me to do today. Slash D&D. And Jimmy, they got questions. Oh, man. yeah. I've got to take I got to take a hit if I'm going to do this. Hold on. Just... All right. Let's see. Yeah, to do this, in order to do Reddit, we needed, we got to get the D and D four twenty ready to go, for these Reddit questions. And I'm gonna come right at you, quick and fast. Here's quick number fast. one, Reddit user a underscore underscore glitch. This is for the fifth edition. Has anybody got a rough guidance for tweaking existing monsters? It's probably something I'm going to have to feel out, but I'm bumping up AC and hit points from some monsters. Uh, is there some guidance as to how much is too much? Presumably, plus one AC is uh, more than just a minus 5% chance to hit uh, for the PCs. So, uh, rough guidance for tweaking existing monsters. I love it. I'm glad he's read the Dungeon Master's Guide uh, before he decided to be a DM because, uh, well, he might have read a couple of chapters. Glitch. Um, you may have glitched when you got to page 273. There is a wonderful guide for creating and modifying monsters right there on 273, 274, those pages. Um, Wait, it's in the book? It's absolutely in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Wow. Um, I use it all the time. Um, and here's the thing about challenge rating. Everybody gets hung up on them. They're not an exacting science. They're a way to hand out experience points um, and to gauge whether it's a good idea. And then as you grow with your characters uh, DMing, you start to see that they can obviously handle more than what you're throwing at them all of the time. So it's a, it's a rough guideline. So don't sweat it too much if you need to augment them. And if you just want to... Um, raise the challenge rating so that you may raise the amount of experience. Do that uh, if you want to give more. It's like I said, it's not an exact science. If you're raising um, the overall challenge rating, make sure you're not just bumping hit points because that barely affects anything. If you just bump hit right. points, if you yeah. if you bump the armor class, you're bumping hit points. You're bumping the proficiency bonus the amount of damage they're spilling out and their saves and all that good stuff, that's when you're really raising it like a challenge rating. So then that's all spelled out. If you're, if you do want to make it a tougher challenge rating, um, raise all those things a little bit and bump the challenge rating up and it works just fine. Well, let me ask you this. Um, 
what is the thought process of maybe not actually customizing the monsters, but just adding more to the battle? You know, so rather than having one said monster, you have two said monsters and then two smaller creatures. Um, you know, like to make the battle more difficult. I, I do that a lot anyway. Um, but you know, this guy just said, you know, how do you how do you tweak just them? To do yeah. it? Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I agree that a lot of times just add one next to him. That's not a bad call, Eric, to just, uh, you know, how to make it tougher. Two of them. That's, that's a, yeah, what's better than one, too. That's a really good call. You don't have to change anything. Um, yeah. I, but I like to do things such as um, augmenting monsters. Like recently, I had an introduction to the 5th edition game, which you played in. And, I did. And I wanted there to there? be bugbears. I wanted everything to be very classic out of the book. Sure. Um, there wasn't anything that I used in that game that wasn't, you know, pre-generated stats from a book. Except for the bugbear, because the bugbear, two bugbears would have smashed you guys to smithereens in the shape that you were in. Yeah. So yep. I basically augmented them down on the challenge rating chart, took away a few hit points, took away a little armor class, made them a little smaller not as tough they just weren't right. as tough their, their saving throw wasn't as good and they didn't have quite the amount of damage output so um and it's it's a good mix-up you know like i think it's going maybe just doing both is kind of the idea like you do the the you know the two instead of one and then you take a monster and you augment it up or down and just try to vary the style of game so yeah i don't yeah. like to think that every single orc or every single detrit is exactly the same they're all a little different right. and there's nothing wrong with adding a few extra hit points to somebody who's revered as a badass among his tribe or his clan or if uh, sure. if she's renowned with a bow why not give the archery feature to something just for fun just and it won't change the challenge rating all that much um my advice is just do it yeah just don't go yeah. crazy don't don't you're not we're not trying to kill our character our players. Yes, we are. We are trying yeah. to kill our players. Okay. Okay. This next question comes from Linsel. We'll just say it's Linsel. I am a DM. Yeah, right. I am a DM and a player asked to be the main character. What should I do? Oh, wait. So Linsel says I'm DMing and a player oh. asked me if they can be the right. main character in the game. Correct. You're all main characters in the game. That's the beauty of D&D. Here's the thing. You are the main character, and so are the other two or three or four players. You guys, as a whole, are the main characters. Um, Such an odd question. It is like, an odd question. I feel like that that player is already giving you signs that... Um, I kind of want things to be my way. So right. I would yeah. I would make sure that I would reiterate to that player, hey, look, this is a, a team game. Everyone here wants to have fun, and we'll all figure out together what that means for the group. But don't assume that you're going to be the main character. Assume that the group is going to be the main characters, and I'm going to be playing loads of bad guys and good guys and NPCs and monsters None of them, I promise you, will be the main character, but your group will be. So you can I guess, be I mean, that main character. Just share as it. A, 
as a player, I never, I never thought of it in terms of a main character. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I always just assumed that this was a team sport and we're playing together. I, uh, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was always, I always see that, seen it as, like, well, we may have our parts. You know, like, if I'm a fighter and I'm a big, a big bony guy, then yeah, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna be the first one into the battle just because that just makes logical sense with the group. You know, the fighter's gonna attack first you know the healer's gonna stay in the back you know like i not i never thought about being the main character that's just that's so strange to me <laughs> well i think it's in everything other than those moments where we're rolling dice in battle sure you know the storyline more so and here's the thing it doesn't matter if your game has a main character or not if if all of the focus is on rolling dice and fighting monsters and everything else is just fluff. So, I mean, it just depends on the game type of game you're going to play and depends on what the, and there's nothing wrong with that. Those yeah, games are great. Those games are fine for if that's what your group wants to do. Um, but it's also, you know, what does everyone else want to do? What are we all doing here together? Share, you know, I wonder if this, the, the kid who asked or the player who asked, uh, didn't like to share their toys as a child. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It was just such a strange when when I saw that one, I was just like, God, what does that even mean? Um, I mean, I will say that I've had the opposite effect. Well, not the opposite effect, but like after submitting my character, the DM said, "Oh, this is great. I'm going to build the story around this character. We're going to build the game around this character story arc." And I'm like. Oh, I don't want to play then. Like, I don't want my shit to be the main thing that's going on right now. Do you know what I mean? And see that like, that can be erroneous, um, and that could also be a a miscommunication as well. It can be an erroneous thing to try and do in the fact that uh, you don't want to focus too much on one person. You always want right. to spread the love. Now, it may be that one person has ties that makes the story move and it feels like very much that that person has all the wheels but then you'll see that no hey look everybody has something to do with the storyline here this is all moving forward because of all right we're all making choices and going and you know if it if it happens to be that that initial nudge even that can be a little much for a game if if you're not careful and sharing the the spotlight as it were right yeah it was just it was a i was really put off by it and then as i was playing the game i was like i did get a little sense of that i get i did get a little sense of like oh like obviously we're here because of my character's motivation to be here but then there's also these other things that are sticking out to the other characters that i wouldn't have known my character would not have noticed um but yeah it was just that initial when I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah, I I don't know. It'd be careful. Just be careful trying to put too much emphasis on one character, especially if one the rest particular of the group character. Yeah. is kind of assuming that Unless if it's there. like an NPC, maybe, that the, that the DM's playing, then there's a little bit there that you can leeway with. I don't know. I tend you're to probably t- take even more emphasis away at that point. Mm, that's true. Yeah, because basically the DM would just be playing with himself. <laughs> All right, our next question comes oh, from Adrak17, right. 5th edition. This one's a little long. 
Okay. I'm going to apologize. All right, I'll strap myself in. I'm getting ready. I just add rack. I'm just I'm going to apologize ahead of time. Uh, fifth edition. I'm running my first game as a DM, and last week we had oh, our brother. second session. So hold on. Bravo, add rack. Bravo. Second you, session. You keep that. Maybe maybe their name's seventeen, and add rack is just like something else and I'm completely confusing the name. Maybe it means Mr. All right, the players language. could be the players encountered a few goblins and an orc during an adventure. During the encounter, three of the four <clears throat> characters dropped to zero hit points and our wizard failed three death saving throws. The last player managed to kill the attackers and help the other two. Considering that this was only our second session and that player had died was perhaps the one that was the most enraged in role-playing. Engaged in role-playing. Enraged. In, no, engaged. <laughs> I decided to are. bring him back to life. Right. I decided to bring him back uh, to life by divine intervention, and he was given divine mission going forward. Now, I'm a bit worried that the players think that they all will get a freebie if their characters die. Should I bring this up to my group? Was it a mistake to bring the wizard back from the dead? What should, uh, how, how should I approach this going forward? Okay, so again, a little bit here, um, but yeah, I got some notes basically, here, yeah. yeah, so basically the, the DM mm -hmm. feels like they're, um, they created too tough of a battle, and then they may have slipped up by, you know, reincarnating a character, now all the other players. Okay, so the first question is, uh, discussing the situation, should they bring it up to the group? Yes. 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 Uh, well, here, okay. The the key is this person is running their first game as a DM, and it's only their second session. Mm -hmm. Um, so you you've got room room to screw up. No, there. I don't think that if you're playing first level characters, I'm not sure you brought why you brought an work in, but you know you figured out why you don't do that. You know, right. right, yeah, real quick. <laughs> or maybe your timing was off. Maybe uh, yeah. you could have fought an orc if they... <coughs> I mean, oh, let me try that again. And they say it's... Maybe they could have fought an orc right. if they were, um, you know, prepared. Maybe they had lost hit points. Every, the, my point is, everybody makes mistakes, and that's okay. And, yes, bring it up to the group, hey... Um, I might have made a Shit mistake. Got a little weird last session, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I brought Mister Wizard back is because I didn't think it was fair that I made the mistake and that you know your character suffer or your this player suffer because I made the challenge rating too difficult. We just talked about how wonky challenge. Yeah, we just talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, <clears throat> was it a mistake to bring the wizard back? Not if you by divine intervention. Not if you talk with your players about why you did it and that. Maybe next time you feel guilty because you just decided to do it without the group. Maybe you should ask the group if everybody thinks that's what we should do. Because we're all here, again, for the same purpose, and that's to have a good time. And um, if the whole group feels that, hey, I as a DM screwed up, and I'm coming to you, my group, to say I'd like to bring this character back. If everybody feels like that was earnest and... Um, it's, they would, well, it's fair to bring the character back. Then the divine intervention is no big deal. Yeah, but then the other thing that they're worried about is making their players <clears throat> feel like that they can just do that. Like they can just come back. That is the do problem. You know what I mean? That's why. Yeah, you, and I kind of understand. If that. you don't bring it up, they will feel that way. And you can just say, yeah. hey, this is a one-time thing. 
And if I, you know, because you are, you did make a mistake and it's possible you'll make another mistake and you'll want to do that again. You can maybe even say I claim veto power or I say or say that only as a DM can I say that I'd like to bring it back and I'll bring it to your vote. But the point is you have to you have to communicate with your group and yeah, figure out yeah. how that you guys want to handle it in the future, being that it is your first time DMing. It's your first time DMing the whole time, this whole campaign, because right. it'll be your first time at fifth level. It'll be your first time at sixth level. It'll be your first time DMing at 10th level. And trust me when I say that it changes and gets even more wonky, more difficult to pit a good challenge against the group without being ridiculously deadly. I swear, yeah. every time I think I've designed an excellent encounter that's going to go perfectly and leave the group within inches of their lives, they wade right through it, casting one spell and having most of their hit points left on the other side. Yeah. So you just make it tougher and tougher until, uh-oh, did I just almost TPK? <laughs> so I feel you. Um, just talk with your group. That's And build. you'll build trust with your players that way as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so the last question is, how should they approach it going forward? So if something like this happens again. I think it's up to the group to decide. Or, you know, and if you don't want, if you don't want it to be an issue, just say, hey, this is a one-time thing. I feel confident that I won't let this happen again. And then there's a damn good chance a player is going to say, well, what if it does? You can easily say, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Sure. But, hey, didn't I build trust with you guys now in saying, hey, look, I can admit that I screwed up. If I didn't screw up, and that's this thing, if I say, hey, it's a one-time thing, um then perhaps you've set a precedent. But right. I don't I don't like to do that. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I would feel like, and I did this, like when I first DM'd, uh, it was a similar situation. And one of the things that I learned from that is to kind of build your, build yourself um, kind of like a back door to get out of the encounter if things do start to go south. You know, um, rather than just flubbing the numbers uh, on the enemies that are attacking, you know, because I always feel kind of, I always felt cheated where it's just like, no, they have 10 hit points and then they start taking us down. It's like, all right, now they got six hit points all of a sudden. Do you know what I mean? Like, just kind of flubbing the numbers as it goes. Like, I started building just like back doors out of encounters where there could be like an environmental hazard suddenly there's a rock slide or um i would have an npc in my back pocket that i could throw that could just run into battle and help you know shit like that um that's something that i've done uh, um, to kind of help with that i think for i definitely have those type of things built into some battles in order to mix up battles or make things yeah. seem one way or another um i don't i don't find that i do it often i think that just Getting to know the, well, the way the, 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 the group works as right. a unit and getting to know the characters that are built, it won't take long as a DM. Because it sounds like the way it was worded, it was my first time playing D&D as a DM. Right. This person knows what D&D is like, so I don't think it's going to be... They have an idea. Yeah. And even if you don't, but, hopefully you can you know, take cues from your players and just talk. The whole thing is about communicating. Don't think that you're on yeah. a different team 
we're on the same team. We're all trying to have fun. Yeah, it's not us. It's not us versus me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree, Jimmy. I agree. All right, man. I'm I'm dude, I am so sorry. Are you? I I mean, I I kneel before you in this microphone over Discord and humbly apologize. For what? But this but this is indeed our last question. Oh, okay. So I am okay. so I this comes is from this some, is ready. this some, is this going to be like a metagame question? No, I don't know what that means. Um, this comes from Reddit user it is ye dragon, ye dragon, <laughs> ye dragon. Would you be able to cast produce flame twice, one in each hand, or would you have to throw the flame before you can cast produce flame again? Huh. Well, produce flame does not take concentration, um, and it okay. simply says. A flickering flame appears in your hand. It remains there for up to 10 minutes. Um, And the spell ends if you dismiss it or if you cast it again. So, So, no. So you can't do two because it says, or if you cast it again. So you would have to throw it or... You know, just cast it again, and then just a different one appears. So you can only ever have yeah, but one of those at a time. Isn't it when you throw it? It doesn't <clears throat> it extinguish then. Yeah, it does or damage. Does right. Okay. So that's what it sounds like they're trying to do. They're trying to throw multiple fireballs in one they're turn. They're trying to get multiple D eights in one turn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what we call uh, you know meta gaming or power gaming. So no, no, you can't. So get what more would you effect. recommend? What would you recommend? Uh, getting to level 5 where you get 2d8 instead of 1d8. Mm. That's what I'd recommend. There you go. Play the game as intended, Jeb. Is that what you're re- recommending? Yeah, yeah, these, yeah. That's stop, all. stop trying to use spells, but they're not, for not, they're not their intent no, to be used? I, no, I will not say that, Eric. I will yes, say you, will say you try, but if your DM says no, you can't do that, be humble about it. Because we love it when you come up with really creative things as a player to do that make sense and are logical. But we hate it when you want to cast Produce Flame twice, and you clearly just want more dice for damage. Um, you're just trying to double one spell on a turn it doesn't work that way there you go simple as that oh is that what you meant by the metagaming i'm so again power gaming just meta. yeah you always have one so sorry fun. i'm just so i just think they're good well and, and here's why i like those questions is because we get a real answer because if you go through and if you go back into that subreddit and read the answers to this question it's it's the exact same thing that you said yeah, you can't do it. It says here in the manual that if you, it only disappears when you cast it again. But the important thing is, it's like, okay, well, what are you trying to do, and what is the real solution to the problem? Yeah, I don't. And that's what we provide. Yeah, I don't know if, if that is truly what this person was trying to do. And I apologize, Ye Dragon. Was that the name? Ye Dragon. It is I, Ye Dragon. I, I apologize, Ye Dragon, if. Uh, if that was not your simple intention to just get twice the power of one spell in a turn, you know, if you can prep or what have you. But that's what I think is happening because I've DM'd scores of motherfuckers. And I'll tell you that that is what they're trying to do almost every time. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the D&D 420 podcast. For everything D&D 420 related, check out dnd420.com. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us there on the website and on YouTube at D&D 420. Lastly, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by telling another DM about the show and by visiting us on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and review. Thanks for subscribing and being a part of our work here at D&D 420. We will see you next week.